We are actually going because oh, I thought you were saying some nice things. Well, I really liked my extrinsic and how the motivation of 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 nonfiction moves you to like it's a it's an extrinsic power upon you that that browbeats you into doing things or like oh yes I must do better I must know more. Uh, whereas fiction has an intrinsic motivation where you may not necessarily think, oh, yes, I must do more and be better, but its intrinsic motivation will harbinger good things uh, to you and your community and your fellow man. And I, I, I feel well, like we're... Well, uh, then maybe the question needs to be divided into two parts. Ah, uh, the party of the first part divided by the second part. Yes. Remainder negative one, square root of negative one. It's, oh, ir- it's yeah. irrational. That I agree with. Yes. I wouldn't have known without you telling me, which is part of the irrationality of it. Hello, and welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to Sally Forth. Join the dynamic duo, Edwin and Megan, as they explore topics of gravitas and pomp brought to the brink of absurdity and thrown off, down, down, down the precipice of ridiculousness. Well, then, it was a dark and stormy night. Well, no, it wasn't. To be true... It was a cold, cloudy April morning in Traverse City. Ah, here we meet our players. A family moseying out of their waterfront hotel, taking in the calm mist hovering above icy, turbulent water. They spied two ducks placidly bobbing up and down near the beach. Upon seeing this sight, the family started to inquire in a jocular fashion, Where are the rest of the ducks? What are they doing there? Such stalwart ducks. Isn't it too cold? And, as is often the case in family banter, they stumbled across a profound truth. Ducks never waver. The family member who actually coined the phrase is still up for some debate. Further proof that it's a good saying. What does that mean? Surely ducks have their downfalls, bad days, brief acquaintances with hunters. How do they never waver? By not caring what others think, by relishing their moment in freezing water, by slurping down small aquatic found niblets, by quacking out the praises of God. A duck is content in his waddling, rides the waves of life, and is content in his inherent loveliness. How fleeting are all human passions compared with the massive continuity of ducks. Dorothy L. Sayers, Gaudy Knight. So welcome to our quacky family. This is a space for you to embrace your quackiness, be encouraged to keep paddling through icy waters, and to slow down and enjoy the beauty around you. This story ends... But the adventure continues. Be bold, love beauty, because ducks never waver. The the, the eye does does uh, moisten. <laughs> I can't, Miss, I can't find my keys. <laughs> uh, 
that's I, that, I I think we we started with uh we're we're doing a Q and A frequently asked question type of of podcast to celebrate our birthday month Ducks Never Wavers birthday month mm-hmm. and also us personally our birthday month yeah have five that was a pretty good one and I think the thing that we get asked most often is why is it called. Ducks never waver. That's a ridiculous name. What does that even mean? Uh, how do you come I, I do, up with that? I do like the, the, when people pick up your business card and they kind of do like the little like down, like upturned nose and the downturned mouth. Like the hmm. Yes. Or they look at it and they go the <gasps> humorous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Click. Clever. What will they think of next? Yeah, and then there's just like there are like a few people who are actually brave enough to ask, and they're just like laughing the entire time, and then they're always like, "Oh, that's actually pretty cool. That's a groovy name. Like I, I like that." And they've also had people just come up and say, "Ducks never waver." I like that, and then they move on. <laughs> you know, it was some grumpy person. They do too, waver. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's important to, to note uh, that we are not against eating duck, la orange, uh, or confit, confit, or uh, hunting duck, duck season, rabbit season, like we're. No, it's duck hunting season. That, sir, is an investigated fabrication. It's rabbit season. Duck season. Rabbit season. Duck season, rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season, duck season, I say it's duck season, and I say fire. Hmm. I have rabbits, and we're named after ducks, and I'm fine with both. That's not really the point. The point was that... Uh, we were both kind of, uh, I don't know if crossroads is the right word for it, but. In the shifting seasons of our lives. <laughs> we were, we were both, I don't know, looking for something, I guess. Uh, we had always talked about doing a business. We've had many names for a potential business. Yes. And many businesses ideas. Yes. Uh, mostly around curating and, and creating something. Yes. But, yeah, maybe we should talk about our, our numerous names. But I think we were, we're all, like, I I was in a bad health situation, like, worse than now. She was dying. Well, it just so happens that your friend here is only mostly dead. But Not- more importantly, she was a pain to be around. Yeah, I, I really admit that. I mean, I don't even really remember half of it, if I'm being honest. Yeah, that was actually not the worst part. The parts where you don't remember because you're just kind of like sick and out. But the part where you were just grouchy and nobody could tell why because you didn't seem quote unquote sick. Mm, was that before or after before, the mono? Before, before the mono. Yeah. Yeah. Where I was in pain constantly, but I somehow was unable to say, oh, I'm in pain. I would just yeah. came out as grouchiness. Yeah. Because fibro pain is weird that way. Uh, where it doesn't quite register in your your body as like banging your knee against the coffee table. Does. It's not acute. Yeah, and then it just builds and builds and builds, and then you just snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so not having the awareness of that's how it can show itself. Uh, it was difficult when we saw the ducks and traverses when I had mono. Yeah, 
did you begin to see like the 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 doctor like figuring out what you had at that point? No, this okay. was right before I went to Brazil. Oh, okay. So it was actually about a year um, after that I started going to a doctor that was actually able to help me. Right. But at this point, I didn't have, like, the acute bone pain. Oh, okay. Anyways, this was not a health update or health story, but hopefully somebody finds it Well, I mean, it, it is... It, it is kind of fact, feeds into the story of... It's a multifaceted story because yeah. part of what we do at Ducks Never Waver is, like, it's, it's your thing mm-hmm. and... Part of what makes it unique is that you bring to light the fact that, you know, fibromyalgia and other diseases where they're, they're weird diseases because they're not seeable. Mm-hmm. They're not visible. Mm-hmm. They, um, they, they, just, uh, they miss the eyeballs. Yeah. They, <laughs> no, but it, it's weird that you can have people around you and surprisingly, statistically speaking, you probably know at least one person yeah. who deals with chron- quote unquote, a chronic pain illness. Yeah. Yeah. I've now used the term "quote unquote" quote now unquote. twice. Have you "quote unquote"? "Quote unquote." I, now we're uh, quoting sh- our quote quotes, and I need to stop. Okay, it's annoying me. I am sorry, dear listener. <laughs> I am as annoyed as you are. <laughs> I will s- furthermore cease now. <laughs> He's "quote unquote" <laughs> annoyed, annoyed, <laughs> and annoying. <laughs> No, and also I think what makes uh, Ducks Never Waver, uh, at least what I try to bring out in it, uh, is the healing quality of uh, creating, of, for me, creating, but also the healing properties of bringing beauty into your home and bringing beauty and surrounding yourself with beauty. Mm -hmm. Uh, And whether you buy from me or not, that you start to... Buy from us. Yeah, I would prefer you buy from us. But that you hear my message of that beauty has a significant role in your life and your health. Like, yeah, it's a physical, tangible sh- move. I don't know if that makes but sense. But that beauty is intrinsically valuable. That's what I mean. Like you the, don't yeah. have to justify making the things around you beautiful. Yeah. You, you don't... Nobody says, like, oh, why did you make your house so nice? Mm-hmm. Maybe some people say some, that. But, some people do, but they're yeah. petty, so don't worry about them. But there is a, a correlation between having um, a beautiful house and having a beautiful life. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, having a beautiful house kind of reinforces that beautiful life. Yeah. And yep. you need to... I, I think what the, the thing is what we're getting at is that beauty is is given by God. When he creates mm-hmm. things, he, he created thing, all things good yeah. with that beauty and that in, inherent goodness. Yeah. And so that you have two options really is to reject that and not try to emulate the recreative work that yeah. God has set before us in making all things beautiful. You, you can either reject it or you can embrace it. Yeah, and that was really, uh, you want, like, not to be dramatic, but there's kind to of... To be a little dramatic. To be a, a tiny bit dramatic. Uh, there was, I felt a little bit, like, at a crossroads because when you are despondent d- in the depths of a malaise and in pain and... Okay. All right, now let's see. Where were we? Oh, yeah. 
in the pit of despair. Uh, you can't do anything. Uh, you are faced with a, you know, that question of do you just fall into the, the muck and mire? Do you just like sink lower and lower? Or do you cling to whatever tiny shreds of beauty you can? Mm-hmm. And uh, Ducks Never Waver is really an expression of that journey into the light of, of beauty, I guess. I mean, I guess I, I went whole it's, ham dramatic. Yeah. I, uh, so I may as well. We're, but <laughs> We're founded on hopefulness, people. Yes, yes. No, it's the hope of, of these little things. And that's what, like, knowing, like, where I was like, in, like, health journey and, like, just being so thankful with every little thing. Like, watching a beautiful movie, uh, reading a beautiful story, buying Starting a, new... a podcast with your beautiful brother. Yes, exactly. All those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, those those are the things that uh, make your life valuable. And so that's really what uh, I try to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we share here on this year podcast. Here. Yeah. So don't you feel uplifted? Hopefully. Hopefully. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I guess. And, and it, it was just also, too, I... I Still do, but you get so in your head of what should I make? What are people going to like? I don't want to make what people like, but they all want me to make it. Uh, every time I say I crochet, they say, oh, do you make this? And, you know, and you, you have, don't, I don't, and I don't like making those, but then they're like, oh, that's what you should do because my second cousin, you know, makes twice removed, twice removed makes, you know, bank doing that. Mm-hmm. And seeing these just these couple of ducks doing their thing and i don't know their life maybe their life was horrible maybe they were in the the poor house like charles dickens like for ducks i don't think ducks have poor houses i think we should do like retelling of dickens but with ducks and call it duckins <laughs> it would be way more entertaining than actual dickens okay but then you gotta call it charlie duckins charlie duckins yeah Oh, see, we should do this. Charlie Duckins. <laughs> It'd be like, and we can sell it as quote unquote educational. Oh, dear. <laughs> you know, because it's like, it's this retelling of, you know, the tale of two cities by Charlie Duckin. <laughs> but you see, folks, you see how we ca- keep coming up with business ideas. Uh, and we don't actually have the, the, at least I don't have the business um savvy too. Oh, we have no savvy. I, we have no savvy. We just have ideas. So if anybody wants to do anything with their ideas, we're, we are happy to chat. Go forth. Yeah, go forth and uh, yeah, sally forth and conquer. But uh, I don't know where I was going with this. I got distracted by the duckin. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we can start getting into our questions then. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to maybe talk about some of our dumb questections. Uh, names oh, that we're well, going to do. I yeah. always think it's interesting oh, the evolution of, yes, a, of a name. Before and a, it even... Like, because that was part of what was kind of hanging us up. Not really, but we, we said yeah, it was what yeah. was hanging us up. Yeah. So one that I remember early on was Nubby Doo. Yeah, I remember that one too. We, okay. were, we were pretty like, yep, let's do that. Yes, yeah. And that one was about... Uh, like You want to explain what Nubby Doo means? It's really... 
convoluted, and that, I think that's why it didn't, didn't really take off. There's also okay. a second reason that's really funny why it didn't work. Oh, okay. I'll so, tell you that after. Okay, well, I was working in a weld shop, and we had this guy who was kind of newer to welding, and he was like, can you get me a nubby-doo on this? I was like, what's a nubby-doo? I was like, oh, you know, like when you start the welder and you just put a little little tack. You call it a tack weld. That's what it's properly called, but like he just called it a nubby-doo. I just kind of kept calling them Nubby Doos. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it would be fun to have like a YouTube channel called Nubby Doo. Yeah. And that's why we. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was like Nubby, <laughs> Nubby Do It Up. Like it yeah. was kind of like just, it was kind of just go for it. So it's like yeah. a similar message too, uh, but it was much more focused around welding. Yeah. Because there was that tie to, to the welding there. Uh, but what. Two things kind of kiboshed it. First was like it being kind of out there, yeah, uh, and being a little bit silly, just no. a little bit. No, that's just silly. <laughs> and uh, also, there is a baby bottle brand called Nubbies or oh, Nubby. Okay. And so anytime you typed in like Nubby Do, it would be like five pages of baby bottles. Huh. It was spelled differently than uh, like how we were going to. Okay. But it was the first thing, like, Google would spit out. Okay. I think I even created, like, a Gmail for Nubby Doo and everything. Did you actually? I think so. Really? Yeah. I know I made a Pinterest board for it, so then you know it's real. It's legit. It's so legit. Um, But after that, then we're like, well, I don't know if we really want to go that way. And then one we came up with was recreate... Okay. Or recreations or something like that. I think that. it was recreations. Which is funny because we've talked a lot about like how our call is to be... Um, recreators. Recreators. And so that, that was that idea. And it was also it was more um, geared to taking antiques and flipping them. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's been a trip. Uh, I, I kind of had forgotten about that one. But as soon as you said it, I was like, oh yeah, that, that was... Uh, so it was like lowercase re and then dash and then capital creations yeah but try putting that into google yeah that's not a great name either and i think that's kind of what kiboshed it just hard for people to spell it's and to remember also and like, just wasn't really fun no and then we went we went from nubby do which was really fun and silly yeah to, to just like recreators Recreations. And, yeah. Well, one was worse. E and M makes. Yeah, that just sounds like it. Just sounds like a, a, a old timey business. Like yeah. E and M. Yeah. E and M makers. E and M woodworking. E and M. It's just not very. It was not, and I'm I'm very thankful we didn't go that way because yeah. you married a woman with M. Yeah, that would have been so confusing. That would have been very confusing. <laughs> and so. So that was another really boring one. And then there was one that we almost went with uh, because I tried to be smart about this. And I'm like, well, what do people remember in logos? And they remember either an animal or a color. So I was trying to use actual strategy on this one. It was the yellow dog. No, it was Studio Blue. Oh. Do you not remember this one? I remember that. That's I was never gung-ho about Studio Blue. Well, I was like, we just need a name. Yeah, you're right. And it's right. blue. People like blue. <laughs> and it's a studio, so people know we make things. So Studio Blue. <laughs> See, but it makes it sound like we just like make music or or. or it does videos. sound like a music record company, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's like... Blue Note. 
So studio oh, blue. Oh, the blue notes. Yeah. It's like the knockoff blue note. It's like the grand bubba band brought to you by Studio Blue. <laughs> that what you came up with? Is that's that what I came that's, up with. That's your one. That pitch. was that that was my pitch. <laughs> and I, and I, boys, I got some great music for you. Boom, chicka chicka bucka bow. And here's the here's the hook. <laughs> gonna love it. They're gonna love it. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. <laughs> That's the one mom remembers the most. Okay. And when we painted the wall blue in the studio, <laughs> she was like, oh, it's studio blue. And I'm like, mom, don't relive those painful memories. <laughs> I've moved on from that. <laughs> oh. I never look back, darling. It distracts from the now. I never look back, darling. It distracts from the now. Those are the names I remember. I think there were some others, I'm sure. But when Ducks Never Waver was said, it was very, it, I, I knew. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's it. That is a name that's going to carry us into the future. Yeah. On its winged back. Also, another thing that people notice, um, well, oh, should we talk about logos? Is that boring? I get excited by logos. Well, tell it away then. Okay, I just wanted to say, like, the logo is designed after old-timey, like, 1930s car garage signs or general store signs mm-hmm. something you would have seen in small town america so i wanted something with a timeless americana feel mm-hmm. and so that shape that the, the shows sil- that yeah. i failed geometry because i don't know what it's called the rhombus a rhombus the i feel like that goes back to studio blue the music though it's like mm. a little rhombus <laughs> get it no. No. Like, like r- romba, romba. Yeah, samba, okay. romba. Okay. I feel like there's reggae. Reggae. <laughs> Those are types of music, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Anyways, the squashed uh, diamond thing on its <laughs> the side. The squashed diamond thing on its side. And with the, having the established and then the date mm-hmm. on it and then the, the name and, and the little symbol. Also, the colors we chose... We were very decisive right away that orange yeah. and, and blue, which are complementary colors, which yeah. was part of it. I really don't know where the orange came into play. I like orange. I think that's what it was. We just like orange. Yeah. And then like color psych- psychology is like orange is creative and passionate, whereas blue is, is calming and loyal. Oh. So we're... We're both. We're all those things. We're all things to everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it was just really fun uh, coming up with the, the logo. But, I, yeah, I wanted that timeless Americana feel to it. Mm-hmm. And then something that people right away notice is that it says 2020 on it. Yeah. Uh, which is a tiny bit of a misnomer because we started end of August and things have radically changed and there were some lag times. Yeah. So like it's three years, but it's not three years. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but like I feel like any business goes through that. I mean, it like, starts it with of... an idea, and like the idea can. I mean, if we go back to when we were thinking about still having like num- Nubby Doo or mm-hmm. Studio Blue, yeah, it'd be longer than that. Yeah. Right. So like I, I I feel like it's it's pretty legit. But I feel like we did a lot of our growing and our figuring out mm-hmm. while we were technically a business. 
Because yeah. on Etsy, you don't have, like, you can be really bad at it for a long yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> So you can kind of figure out, like, what your photography style is. You can go through testing of, like, what products you want to sell and what mm-hmm. shipping. and Because all those things you, you got to figure out. And honestly, it, it's so true that everybody who says with starting any adventure, but business in particular, is like, you can plan it. But just just start and yeah because like how we figured how, out so much how many things would starting. we have been able to even figure out even have known it was an issue just like planning it on paper and said like oh now we're ready to go yeah like it's just not gonna happen no there's just, too many things it's trial and error yeah and... mostly error yeah honestly like you gotta expect some error like, yeah. we've done really we've been very fortunate that we don't like invest tons of money mm-hmm. in tooling and so on mm-hmm. and then just find out that nobody wants to buy our stuff but yeah it it happens yeah there's, there's a always, lot of failure there's always in, risk in, involved mm-hmm. yeah and and there's just was a lot of growth and figuring out what we wanted to do yeah so and what people wanted us to do yeah and what i wanted to do and mm-hmm. what you wanted to do and exactly everybody in between mm-hmm to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am, stuck in the middle with you, yes I'm stuck in the middle with you. That was the logo, and we started 2020, which uh, most people know what happened in that year. We started our business in that year. We we did. Mm-hmm, that was the most, that earth, was the most important earth-shaping thing, thing that, that really happened. That was, you'll find out later, yeah. that was, the history books will tell, that was the most... Yes. Uh, consequential. Consequential. But there was something else there. <coughs> <laughs> but people are kind of like, I, I, why, why do you think that was the time to do it? I mean, we had, I had a little bit more free time, but also I just think it just was a culmination of everything that we were getting a little bit more, like I was getting older and more dissatisfied with my job. You were getting, you were feeling stuck at life. Mm -hmm. And so we made an effort. Which is a feeling I always have, actually. I'm I'm realizing. It's a little bit of a, of a thing for you, isn't it? It is a thing for me. But I have it too, a little bit, especially. We should do a podcast on how to deal with it because I don't mm, know how to deal with it. Yeah, I know. I just buy new things like a spinning wheel. Yeah, well. You when do... I'm emotionally unstable. No. And then I text your wife and then she enforces my problems. <laughs> she enforces? What do you mean? Well, encourages. Oh, I said, she... like, should I do it? And she's like, yes. And I asked my mother, should I do it? Yes. So I'm surrounded by people who... Just a bunch of yes men. Yes, pretty much. No. <laughs> it's part of our personalities, especially yours. But as soon as you start getting good at something, you're like, okay, well, it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. I feel stuck doing this. Yeah. And I mean, I, that that's kind of classic neurodivergent. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But, it's but not, also it's like if that... I don't, if I don't see growth quickly, which I will say like oh. on Etsy, it's hard to see growth quickly. Like that, really? get, that that's, gets me down. That's different for me and you. No, that gets me down when I put a bunch of effort into Etsy and then you don't see growth. You don't see growth. Yeah. Oh, I'm very much like the, there's two different kinds of people. There's like the people who are going to find a way to make something happen. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people who are going to stick at the one thing and do it over and over again until it works. Mm. 
like the stonemason will hit the hit a block of marble a hundred times, oh. and finally on the hundred and one time that he hits it, it mm-hmm. breaks. Yeah, I'm more that kind of person. I'll just keep doing. Oh, see, I always feel like I'm missing something. Right. Like I'm doing something wrong, and that's the thing that I'm finding out with business in general is you can read all the gurus you can read all the books and do all the things and it's still in the lord's hands Mm. like it's you know because i was doing really well with ads buying ads on etsy and it was really helping and then i quit for a bit because i was like oh it's it's summertime let me quit for a bit but then i wasn't making any sales and i panicked And so then I was like, okay, let me put the sales or put the ads back up. And then for a month, nothing happened. Right. Because it was July and nobody wants to buy anything. Yeah. And then I stopped the, the, the ads. And then randomly while I'm on vacation, I made a sale. Yeah. And so I'm a big proponent of doing your, your best work and you do have to do put the work in and try to keep learning the business because the, yeah. the, the business keeps changing and but you also have to learn it but also realizing that you may have really really nice stuff and really well made stuff and you might be an awesome very person reasonably priced and reasonably priced and you may be very nice yeah and send everybody chocolate uh with with their purchase and a thank you card that is verbose it is verbose. And My thank you cards are quite verbose. I don't. I maybe should work on the chocolate factor, but but um, and you might still not do well. Yeah, so that's hard. That gets me down sometimes. But baby steps and you know growth takes time. So I need to be more like the stonemason, I guess. Like mm-hmm. I would say I'm tenacious. Yes. Like I'm always trying to do the next Tena- thing. I think the two words I'm thinking of tenacious is somebody who's going to hang on and get it done. Yeah. But persistent is doing the same thing. Over and over and over again until it works. Interesting. Isn't that the insanity, though? Like, doing the same thing, expecting a different result? Yeah, but, I mean, but that's the thing, though, with the stone mason. He knows that eventually the rock will break. Oh, I see. You have to know. It's just the patience factor. You're slowly forming a crack. I've always struggled on the patience factor. Mm. I was... Born without it. I was born severely deficient like severely people who knew me back then and meeting me now are like wow you actually turned out mellow (laughs) and nice compared to what you were um i was a little rage monster i mean i still am a rage monster but i I hide it yeah (laughs) has to happen now yeah and the way I envision it anyways that's kind of a side tangent on how to grow patience because it's been a journey Mm-hmm. Um, any other basic questions that we get asked a lot? Oh, do you do this? <laughs> yes. Yes, darling, I do it. Uh, I do, I do all of it. I mm-hmm. know how to do all of it. I do, requ- I do use my, the help of my, my team. Like I would say it's, it's always takes a village. I always feel wrong saying I do it, mm-hmm. even though I do. Yeah. Um, but um, it's a whole family ordeal. Like everybody yeah. helps out. Yeah. So, and not just how ha- helps out in like, Oh, they're just helping out. It's like, they, they legitimately do. help out. They have yeah. mom does the mortantine and the dying and, and dying. And yep. I do 
whatever the heck it is I do. You make it, displays and you... Uh, I make the wooden stuff. You make the wooden stuff. You make the rings, the tall rings. Um, I'm a good sounding board for your ideas. Yeah, you do help with that. I do appreciate that. Because uh, mom know. will just say, oh, it's nice. She's gotten better, though. Okay. I will say this has actually forced her to be more critical. Mm. And yeah. look at really look at things. Because I need that sounding board. And I... Want to talk about my neuroses for a second? Because why not? I mean, yeah. this is going on the internet for everyone to hear. Yeah. So like, this is the best opportunity to talk about your psychotic nature. My psychotic, yes. I don't believe people when they say things are good. You're not alone in that. Apparently, a lot of people think that. Like, if someone says, like, "Oh, you did a really good job on that," I don't believe them unless they are so specific in what is good about it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, but the like, inverse... if someone's like, "Oh yeah, that looks really nice," if I like wear something that I made and say, "How does this look?" and they say, "Yeah, that looks good," I don't believe them. Would you have believed them until like, "Oh, that doesn't look good"? Yes. Yeah. So you, you believe the negative. Yeah. Why you do that? To I don't yourself? know. I'm getting better, but I don't know what that reveals about. Yeah. My childhood. I, I, I mean. <laughs> I think it's funny that, like, I know for a fact that when we go out for a family and you have your custom sweater on and Michelle has her custom sweater on and you guys are wearing some of your uh, hand-dyed, botanically Mm -hmm. dyed scarves on and mom's wearing something like that and you guys are all put together, like, Mm -hmm. I know you guys are going to get compliments on it. Mm -hmm. 100%. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to an art museum, somebody will say, I like that yeah like do you believe that when they say that because like for a stranger when they're in an art museum yes yes okay but like i i i think they know what they're talking about though okay because they're looking at art (laughs) exactly because they're here with me and i (laughs) (laughs) exactly no but and like if someone's willing to like a complete stranger is willing to stop Mm-hmm. And say like, "Wow, I really like that." Then I will believe it. Yeah. But if I have to ask someone, yeah, then I don't believe it. And then I'm like, "Megan, why did you ask?" Exactly. If you're not going to believe That's it. That's my question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So, folks, this is encouragement for you <laughs> to stop random people, especially at art museums, and say that they look really good because then they'll believe it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's really nice when you stop somebody and say, "I really like your blah blah blah." I like your vibe. Oh, haven't gotten that one. No. Because my, my vibe is like frantic energy. <laughs> Either that or being like completely slumped over. Yeah. <laughs> no in between. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Where were we going with this? Uh, it's time to move on to our um, yeah, the fr- plethora of uh, questions we have. Yes. From from our, our viewers. Yes, exactly. I, did, I, I took a poll. And uh, so many of them were uh, on the same subject, so I'll kind of lump them all together. Okay. Uh, And that is um, things like, how did you guys get so smart? How are you so intelligent? Is that nature or nurture? Um, the, the, The shining light of your intellect... Uh, cripples me and so I don't know how to live with myself knowing that you two exist 
Uh, and so, so like a bunch of comments along that same vein. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess the people want to know mm-hmm. uh, because you know that these questions were sent in by real people and 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 not fed at all uh, by one or two members of the podcast team. There's only two members of the podcast. Well, I'd like to take this one and say. Um, it is a little bit innate, but uh, I do mental gymnastics at night as I'm falling asleep. Mental um, gymnastics. <laughs> and I find it keeps my brain uh, plastic and adaptable. So as I'm falling asleep, I count people. You count philosophers? I, 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 think, I, I, I. I think, therefore, I am. Yes. Cognito ergo sum. Mm-hmm. And... Then I watch as people leap over springboards in mm. my mind, and mm-hmm. I count how many flips they do. And in during these these gymnastics in my mind, I, I can feel myself growing more pliable like and the, receptive. The neurons are just exploding and yeah. connecting. Yes. Into pa- new and brilliant combinations. I oftentimes visualize my neural network as a as a apple tree that's been well pruned and and all the pathways are for synapses so that's the synapses run in parallel lines and nothing is at an, an acute angle where everything is laid out in a systematic order and then that way i find that i'm much more intelligent I have often found the same for myself. I knew it. I yes, knew it. Yes. 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 I, I didn't realize that that was something that we both possessed. I, I thought perhaps that everyone saw the apple tree with the parallel lines. Uh, yeah, but it requires pruning, though. I think that's the most painful part. Yes, it is. Because yes. you do need to be harsh sometimes because things can develop and look like a good idea. Mm-hmm. But you need to prune that off. Save the energy. Yeah. Because it really you need to protect that limited, finite resource of your mind and devote it to the, the greater good. I mean, if we if I was to actually take these, these questions seriously... Which we won't. Which we won't. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm intelligent in the least. Um, I would like to be smart someday. That would be pretty cool. Mm. But... Uh, I mean, there's always, I, I, I mean, at least what I, what I do know, I feel like has been a uh, hard one. Is that the saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that you can become more intelligent, intellectual, more of a thinky thinker. My tips for my life, because like, well, being smart used to have a lot of importance to me. And it still is kind of a burden that I, I carry around, if I'm being honest. Uh, being being considered smart. Mm. Um, recognized as smart. Recognize. Recognize. Is that the reference? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The gang signs. The gang signs is recognized. though. My gang sign? Mine yeah. was just a floppy hand. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, the air quotes was more dignified. <laughs> um... Well, so I I would say there's some 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 things that I do to at least maintain what I got and to hopefully 
grow smarter and and looking at things as also like not only smarter but like wisdom as mm-hmm. well try to work on that as well uh so first is reading i think is is huge yeah so read read what what you can when you can also uh really helpful through our whole lives i think or almost our whole lives big portion of it wondrium which are college grade university college level level call it thank you (laughs) great college level lectures on specific title um subjects objects subjects topics topics (laughs) and whatever you're doing a really good job selling this like (laughs) if i can grow that smart you can too is this that is that what it's sounding like? <laughs> no. Oh no! <laughs> oh no, I'm ruining my ad. Which isn't an ad at all. If it was an ad, I would be doing so much better because they would give me the words. And they give us the money. That's true. I All I, about I, the I, money, money, money. I become ten times smarter under payment. And pressure. And pressure. <laughs> pressure. College level courses on a plethora of subjects they comb the states i think they're all american uh for the top in their field we have top men working on it right now who top men uh so if you want to know CBT psychology, they're going to mm-hmm. find the expert in that. If you want to know about the ancient Greeks, they find the top expert in that. And I, in my limited experience, I've confessed this on here before, I don't listen really to podcasts all that much. And I know there are some quote unquote serious podcasters, like serious history or like serious teaching. Mm-hmm. But they always feel to me more on the infotainment side, not saying there isn't value to it, or that there's it's not presented in the same way as a college course would be, like with a guidebook and like questions and like further readings and kind of laid out like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like the length that they tend to be 30 minutes long, which is a nice chunk. Some of them are longer. Mm-hmm. Well, they are very... They're well-crafted. So mm-hmm. the thing with the, the great courses, Wondrium, is is they pare everything down so that there's no fluff. And because you're paying for the course, you don't have to deal with advertisements. Yes. And like you said, there's coursework to be done. There's mm-hmm. further reading to be done. It, and because it's presented as a lecture and not a podcast mm-hmm. i think you just treat it very seriously you do yeah you do it's not something you would just background noise like you can do it like having a cup of coffee mm-hmm. in the morning you can start your morning with that some people like to listen to it in the car which you can do there you have audio capabilities you can switch back yeah. and forth between yeah well uh, that video. is the nice feature about the app is that you can basically because you've paid for it you get it in both uh forms back in the day yeah. Back in the day, you had to buy the DVD or back yeah. buy the uh, CD. CD. You had to commit. You had to commit. Yeah. And like, did you want? Did you want the visual augmentation, yeah. or did, or were you going to be in the car and you needed that? I know. Just the audio. Yeah. Or did you want to stay in bed all day? 
And so you put the CD and you're like, ma, doing school. Yeah. <laughs> back now, in the day. Back in the day. But now. Now you don't need to make those kind of sacrifices. You don't. You don't. And what's been really helpful now having Wondrium is you can search for whatever you're interested in. And even beer, by the way, even beer. It's a fun lecture. It's like all about the history of it, going mm-hmm. back to uh, like ancient Greeks, Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia, and Babylonians, Mesopotamians, <laughs> Acadians. <laughs> if you know, you know. I don't think I'm even going to put that that audio in. Okay. It's that niche. Okay. It's not that niche a movie, but it, it brings me joy. It does, yeah. <laughs> um, but what's, what's helpful is that you can pick and choose what you need. So, I don't mind, I'm chopping wood, and I don't care if the money's no good, just take what you need and leave the rest. But they should never have taken the very best. Uh, I've been working through the Iliad, so then I can just kind of pick and choose a bunch of lectures that are like, oh, some are on epic poetry, some are on heroes. And so I can just, I don't have to listen mm. to the whole lectures yeah. series. I can just pick and choose what I need because they're all available yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, and so whatever we're working on with the podcast, I can look and say like, oh, do they have anything on this subject? Uh, like I said, with Iliad and other book studies I've been doing, it's really helpful. Uh, so that's, and also they, they've now expanded to have lots of crafts as well. So I watched the one on crocheting and totally leveled up. Like it yeah, was isn't really it, but helpful. I think that's the thing though, is that because there's a, a weeding out of the quality that's that yes. is really important because you can go on YouTube and you can com- find complete hacks Yeah, and that's fine. They're doing the best they can. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're doing it maliciously, but the fact of the matter is you have to spend hours digging through crap yeah. in order to find the one good video. Yes. Whereas when you go on Wondrium, you know, it's been vetted. Yes. Makes, it saves you time. Yeah, and most of these courses have been tested. Like, these are people yes. who have taught this subject over and over and over again, so they know it's helpful and they know the pitfalls. Yeah. It's not somebody, and again, like you said, this is helpful to someone just figuring stuff out and sharing what they learn, but it's di- you, you get something different when you've had someone who's taught a subject, mm-hmm. and so they know the common pitfalls mm-hmm. so that you don't have to be troubleshooting yourself. Yes. That's the worst thing. People are just like, oh, well, did you try this and did you try that? I'm like, with certain skills, you you know so little yeah. that you can't even troubleshoot. Yeah. That you don't even know what you don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about by you're saying you yeah, check did, the tension. What tension? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like with crocheting. Yeah. It was like, there's no tension dial on your hook. Nope. So if you didn't, Know no. what people meant by tension. You would have no clue. Yeah. Yeah, because if I just looked over your shoulders, and said, oh yeah, it's a tension problem, yeah. and walked away. Well, <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> I should do that. I should find people crocheting. Oh, tension issues. My last tip on how to be smart is to have smart friends. Oh, that's why you're friends with me still. Yeah, exactly. Because you have the apple tree with the parallel line. Exactly. <laughs> 
Uh, and what what I mean by smart, uh, it may like they might just be overall smarter than you, right? Mm-hmm. But often, what I mean by that is is try to be friends with people who know things that you don't know. Yeah. Uh, just because that broadens your horizon, also be friends with a wide age variance. Yeah. Age groups don't just be in your own age group branch out and try to be friends with people younger or older than you. Yeah. Uh, you will... You'll get different perspectives at the very least. Yes. And if you have a curious mind and you are friends with people who do things radically differently than you do, like in their profession or whatever, yeah. or know things very different than what you know and be curious, you will learn a lot just by talking to them. Yes. And just being like, oh, I never knew how that worked. Can you teach me about that? And being humble. Yes. Because you can't learn anything if you think you know everything. Yeah. And that's why Socrates said that. I'm the wisest of men because I know I know nothing. Yes. He really wasn't the wisest of men because of that. But what he's saying is that you can't begin to learn anything Mm -hmm. unless you realize you don't know anything. Yes. And and just view everybody like they have value, like that you have something to learn from someone. Yeah. Maybe it's what not to do, but you have something to learn (laughs) from everybody. Like in your case. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I am the principle of what not to do. Yes. But I would say that one thing you, you, you hinted at a little bit, being intelligent did... Maybe maybe it's it's something everybody's consumed by, but we all want to think, be thought of as smart. Mm-hmm. But in recent years, I've really realized that it's wisdom that should be sought after, and wisdom is very different from intelligence. Yes. And honestly, the the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And if you remember that, then everything else starts to fall into place. And then life is a lot less uh, daunting because honestly, you can, no matter how intelligent you are, you will never be smart enough. Yes. And uh, there will always be someone smarter than you. And guess Mm -hmm. what? You will still end up dead. Yeah. And uh, huzzah. Huzzah. (laughs) Welcome to the encouragement podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You're still going to (laughs) die. Called it. (laughs) Honestly, though, if you view, like, death is not daunting if you view it properly. And I we're going to mm-hmm. have a death podcast at some point. Oh, absolutely. Cause, it's probably when you'll be dead. Yes. But, haha, I'll be alive. But it would be a great, it will be a great podcast yes. when it finally happens. I agree. Like all of our unrecorded podcasts, it's, it's one of the best. Indeed. So one of the questions was, why is your sister or how is it or why is it that your sister is so talented and amazing well i think that has to do with uh good genetics which i also share oh okay and uh possibly her good looks yeah my good looks yes wow yeah they're inter inter oh because it's the same genetics as you so if i'm good looking you're good looking exactly ha respect You know how many times we have it? Like I have people coming up to me. It's like, is that your twin? 
Yeah. You, after you've gone, so yep. you don't get to hear it as much as I do. I guess yeah. that you're intimidating. <laughs> I guess They're so. Like, this, is that your scary twin over yeah. there, and you're the nice one? I'm like, yes, yes, I am. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, we get twins a lot. Which it, I'm like, you have a beard. I'm like, I don't know how they can tell, but... I don't know. I do think it's a little bit Because I think we're like the Muppet twins with, like, Fozzie and, and Kermit. <laughs> we're twins. <laughs> Fozzie, get your hat. <laughs> you can see you with the hat. You read these headlines? Huh? Jewel heist on Main Street. That's nice bold print, isn't it? Yes, it's very easy to read. Mm. Shut up now. Sorry. Lady Holiday's jewel stolen. That's what it said in the Times. And here's the Herald. Fashion queen of London robbed. And last but not least, <laughs> here's our cute little banner story. Identical twins joined the Chronicle staff. Now I ask you, what paper would you buy? I read the one that has Dear Abby. Oh! Oh! <laughs> uh, gee, Mr. Tarkanian, when we thought identical twins working on a newspaper would make an interesting story. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. Especially since you two guys don't look anything alike. Uh, well, that's because Fozzie's not wearing his hat. Uh, Fozzie, put your hat back on. Oh, yes, sir. See? Oh, yeah. I can see it now. <laughs> I know. I feel like if I had a beard, I would see it. That we yeah. would be twins. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, honestly, I think a lot of times when people say, oh, are you twins? And they, they oftentimes say that about siblings who are relatively close and have good relationships. Yeah, good yeah, good vibe going on. So yeah. just like, get away from me. Yeah. Creep. Yeah. Get away from me, you creep. Never. <laughs> Uh, here's, here's one, and this is a really, really tricky one, so I'm going to probably just talk circles around it and not actually answer. Okay. Uh, what three books shaped your life the most besides the Bible? Okay. Shaped your life the most. And Influenced I, your life. Um, impacted imp the most deeply. Yes. Drove you to the <laughs> brink. Yeah. Wait. Of despair. Did that sound like an uh, impact gun thing, like or like a like a chisel thing, like? <laughs> is that how it sounds? No, that's a machine gun. It sounds like. Uka -tuka -tuka. Really? Kind of. Welcome to the Bubba Band, <laughs> brought to you by Studio Blue. <laughs> how many ugadugas do you need? So many ugadugas, all the ugadugas. That's when it uh, goes righty, Lucy. Instead yes, righty tidy. Wait, what? Oh. If you get too many ugga Oh, too many ugga goes from It goes from righty tidy to righty Lucy, Lucy. Lucy. It's just loose all the way, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Breaky, breaky. <laughs> so, the three books. Mm -hmm. um, well, yeah. I have one. Go for it. So, oh, can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah. Can I write it on a piece of paper? And then you tell me if it's right. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, I have it written down here if you're good at reading it upside down. I haven't read it. Oh, okay. Okay. It's now been sealed. Go ahead. All right. Well, I, I, I guess... Uh, so the first one I was thinking of was Lost in the Cosmos. Oh, that is a good one. That's not what I got down, though. Okay, go ahead. Go do another one. Okay. I, I, have, I have two more chances. <laughs> two more chances. 
I have a feeling you're going to go in a different direction than I am, and that's throwing me off. Oh, okay. So then uh, we'll have the, the next game after I lose this game is if uh, he can guess what I put on the card. Okay. Because <laughs> I have to win something. Yes. It's, um, my, it's my younger child competitive nature. Um, Mathematics is God's Silent. That's a book I really need to reread because I read it so long ago. Yeah. But it did open you, up. I do remember you talking about that one a lot when you read yeah, it. Yeah. So it did really open up a lot of the world in terms of like how beauty and math and science and a biblical faith can all be interconnected into one worldview. Yeah. So that it, it brought together that. Yeah, like how many things are connected and how yes. it's all under God's rule and authority. Rule and authority. It's yeah. not just like we have math over here that does yes. its math little thing and we yeah. have liberal arts over here that does its liberal art things. It's like yeah. all one creation. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then for the last one, the one that I'm just going to have to do the one that's coming to mind mm-hmm. um, because... I'm kind of going if off. You, of, if you did the one that didn't come to mind, that would be really impressive. That's that's like apple tree with parallel lines level. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like the the fruit of my apple tree. <laughs> so, um, it's a book called God's Philosophers, and it goes through natural philosophy before it came to be known as science. So it goes okay. from basically uh, Copernicus through Isaac Newton. Oh, that is really cool. Yeah. And it was... Um, Do you remember it, who wrote that? No. And the okay, thing we'll is... we'll have it in the description. Yeah. And the problem is, is that in America, it wasn't printed as God's Philosophers. It was printed as something else. You know, and, I remember uh, the title. I remember the cover art of it. Yeah. Oh. I didn't yeah. know you read the whole thing. Oh, yeah. It, oh. Was, it was the first quote-unquote hard book I've ever re- read. Really? Yes. I, so was that back in... Middle school. Th- Philly, so we were still in Philly when you read that. Yeah. Okay. Fascinating. 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 I did not pick any of the ones. You did not pick anything. I was not even close. I could have gotten the um, mathematics Mm -hmm. and Lost in. I should have gotten Lost in the Cosmos. Mm -hmm. That's a tremendous book. It is. I think I just went in a different way when understanding what influence. Okay. Uh,. I think you understood the question more than I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I went with the idea of what little world do you retreat to when you're feeling sad? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Freddy so, the pig books. That's where I retreat. So when you are like digging a ditch and you're just kind of like, I don't really want to be digging this ditch in the rain and the cold. Mm, where do you go? Where do you, where do you go? And I, I put down a book. I'm kind of surprised you didn't put it down because you say okay. that this is the book you've reread the most. Oh, The Hobbit? Yeah. Yeah, I have read that a lot. Yeah. And it's terrible because once I start, I can't stop. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of late nights. It's a popcorn book. It's very much like it, it's one, two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I I got to close my eyes. Yeah. But you don't, like, you, like, you're one who will actually fall asleep holding a book. Yes. But when you read The Hobbit, you don't. No. That is, that's saying something for my The Hobbit. My eyes will burn. Really? Yeah. It's like it they're falling like, out of the socket. It feels like my eyes are bleeding almost. <laughs> All for The Hobbit. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty... High praise, that's right? That's pretty high praise if you're, you're yeah. my eyes bleed for you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Isn't that a song? No. I, I mean, it might have been because I was welding at the time, so my eyes were kind of always a little sore, but like, yeah. then you keep them open for an extra six hours at night. Yeah. And you wake up at five to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think for myself. Do you want to do it for me? Oh. Right, right, right. I'll try to try to. I don't even know what they're going to be, so that's going to be interesting what you pick. Yeah, I know. I at least had one written down. Uh, um, so I have three that I'm going to count as one. Okay. See, I'm, I'm going back through the ages. Back through the years, I go wandering once again. Back to the seasons of my youth. I... Honestly, I do. Like, when you say, like, influence, I guess I kind of right away revert back to when I was a child. <laughs> uh, but, because I haven't lived that long. So I'm like, if you want influences of, it's like... It's still happening. It's still, and it feels like. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I there's three books that I'm going to count kind of as one. Okay. Because they've kind of propelled me in one direction collectively. And that the first one is Art Needs No Justification, where it was kind of like, oh, you can be an artist. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a job. Mm -hmm. Like, that's something that you can do. Mm -hmm. And it's a good thing to do. Yeah. And lots of what he said resonated with me. And basically a reworking of that book is Culture Care, I mean, he puts his own spin on it, mm -hmm. uh, but he borrows a lot of uh, examples from Rookmacher. And so culture care is, I don't know, it brought me a lot of peace. It brought me a lot of like, okay, let me stick with this. Let, mm -hmm. let me um, not give up. Let me be the, the stonemason yeah. persistent, uh, which I struggle with, I guess. Like, it's interesting that like I've, I'm, I am tenacious or whatever the other word you're saying. Um, but I, I tend to be a squirrel of like, well, that didn't work. Let's go on to the next thing. Well, that didn't work. Let's go on to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, and try to work my way like all the way around the circle into the problem. Like maybe let's, let's envision a circle. Do you have a circle in your mind? Envision mm -hmm. a circle. Okay. Like, like the moon. Like the moon when it's circular. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so what I try to do is the problem or, like, the goal is at the very center of the circle. It's a little circle inside the big circle. Okay. And when I like try to do... capture the flag. Yes, precisely so. I run around like a little squirrel, chinking, chinking, chinking the wall of the outer big circle, hoping that there'll be a weak spot. Okay. And if I just keep scurrying around and around and around and around, I, I'm still focused on the prize. Mm -hmm. It's the same circle inside the bigger circle, but I keep running around the problem, trying to find the weakest part of it okay. so I can get in. Whereas I think what you're saying with the stonemason is he's like, well, plop, I'm going to just, just sit here and, weak, tink, tink, and make, make the, the weak spot myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. I did that was well. Great analogy. That was really great. Almost as good as my apple tree network. Almost. I did bring in the moon. So I'm, yeah. I'm, well, you actually brought in the moon. My, my moon was, well, it depends. You just had circles. I just had circles. Which were kind of ethereal. Yeah, it was kind of spacey and out there. But... Which is why I chose the moon. Ha! That, that's pretty rocking. So. You'd need a rocking to get up to the moon. Oh! 
snap! <laughs> this boy is on fire! I just that was that was that was really good. That was so good. Oh my goodness. Uh, so so culture care, and then the last one, no, the last well, last one, um, would be craft by Alex Langlands, mm -hmm. where he kind of put again like the nuance of there's a value into keeping the old crafts and mm -hmm. to doing it the old way. So not not only doing you know art and like making things beautiful you know but also like let's revisit the the old way of doing things yeah because there's and, and he goes into it and he's like yeah there's there's obvious reasons why we do things the way we do things now but just because it's antiquated doesn't mean that there isn't value in it like making and, hedges as fences. Mm-hmm. Which you is know, making a comeback, by the way. Well, just think about it. Okay, a lot of municipalities and townships have a rule. You can't have a fence that's over six foot high. But a six foot high fence does almost zero to block out your neighbors. Yeah. A hedge can grow 20 feet tall and mm -hmm. you don't have any problem with zoning. Like you're, you're yep. totally allowed to make a hedge that's 20 feet tall. Yep. Because it's a tree. It's a bush. Dana. We're missing every other word. You've got to talk into the mic. Well, I can't make love to a bush. All right, all right. Why, one, why is the government making rules about what height your fence has to be? But they, you know, like if you had bushes, it's fine. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we, there's a lot of other reasons to have a hedge, but mm -hmm. that's the one that gets me the most. It's yeah. It's darn intrudement on my personal space. Is it my house or what? <laughs> Nothing. Should be able to have a twenty foot tall fence around my house if I, I want. I don't think you could afford it, but that's besides no. The point. If I wanted to buy yeah. gum, I should have it. Okay. Yeah. What you learned from that book, craft, is they'd actually intermingle uh, different species of uh, mm -hmm. hedges together you need to because get the bramble and the bracken. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely so. <laughs> yay, barely yay. <laughs> yay, barely. So that would be a fun book to go through and like yeah. discuss like what what's done and like what's good about the way we do it now and mm -hmm. what can be learned from the old way of doing it. I I would say um, Faulkner in general, William Faulkner's books. Uh, last year I got to read uh, The Sound and the Fury and what a treat that was. Mm -hmm. Tremendous writing, tremendous. Uh, but I love his The Reavers. That one is so fun. Again, like that's just a feeling of connection uh, and a, a feeling of Americana and um, summer haze, which I love that feeling of yeah. dog days of summer and yeah. any anything that brings me to that feeling, I just love. And then I'm struggling to think about books I've read. <laughs> Uh, I like, I think about like my schooling, like reading Beowulf was awesome, but I'm like, we read so many awesome things. And then I was like, recently I've been so obsessed with Ray Bradbury's Green Hill's White Whale. Monstrously mm -hmm. obsessed with that book. Like I would recommend it to everyone. Oh, get it, Monster, because mm -hmm. of the, yeah. the White Whale. Yeah, Monster, yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah. that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> ba dum dum <laughs> 
Um, what did you have on yours? Like, I'm so curious. Because I knew I would just talk circles around this question. Okay, actually... but, like, I think you're going to agree. Oh, yes. Because this was almost on my list. Yes. You read the whole thing? Yeah. <gasps> See, okay, if, you, if you're if you wondering why, I keep asking if Edwin read the whole thing. He's a chronic get three quarters of the way through and stop for five years and then finish the book. Yes, <laughs> I am, admittedly so. But so, this one I read all... Hail yes. Okay. So this definitely would would knock Green Hills White Whale out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's Invisible Man by Ralph. Not the Invisible Man. Yeah. Just Invisible Man. Yeah. By Ralph Ellison. Probably. Oh, I think it's a bold statement, but it's like top five books. I've best books I've ever read. Yeah. It's in the top ten. It's in the top ten of best books I've ever read. Top. It's probably in the top 10 best American books. Ever written. Yes. I would agree with that. Tremendous, tremendous book. Yeah. I mean, if... if so moving. If you thought that To Kill a Mockingbird was an important and influential book in your life, read Invisible Man and then think again. Yes. I Yeah. That's a whole other side tangent. I don't know why this white woman's musing about her childhood... Uh, with a, a white savior gets all the publicity whereas Invisible Man written by a black man about like race. legitimate struggles yeah legitimate struggles like real like like black struggles specifically but also human struggles yeah uh, well that's what makes it a better not a better a more every person it's, it's like reading Shakespeare mm-hmm. every every person can can see the humanity in it. Yeah, so then it's not just, like, white-black. It's, like, what is it to be human? Yeah. Yeah. Which is something we all struggle with. I got that, actually, on my senior trip. We Mm -hmm. went through Mississippi, seeing uh, the Eudora Welty House in Jackson, and we went to Roanoke, William Faulkner's Mm -hmm. estate, and... Uh, we went. We picked this up in a bookstore, and I was like, "Hey, this looks interesting. Is this a good book?" And Dad's like, "Heck yeah, that's a good book. You should read it." And I had practically finished it by the time we got back. Yeah. And that was like a what four day trip, something like that. I think it was a three hour tour. Three hour tour. Okay. Yep. For a three hour tour, a three hour tour. What do people ask you frequently? What What do people ask? I have a little bit of hard time, like just completely in a nutshell, codifying what Doug's Never Waver is. Now I have a podcast to direct them to. Mm-hmm. Like, here, listen to this for two hours, and then maybe hmm. you'll know what we're about. Mm-hmm. Barely. A little bit. Well, I do think that is the great thing about having a podcast is you get to explain in fuller detail yeah. with more shades of color. The world is a carousel of color. Yeah, that is the yeah. That's the hard thing in yeah. like your one statement or like your one little blur. Yeah. Of like, so what? Like, what is gist? ducks never waver? And I, I say it's a unique craft. Fabulous, store. Uh, adjective driven. <laughs> 
exploratory, <laughs> sensational, uh, inundating, and <laughs> overwhelming. <laughs> sublime, darling. The sublime. The sublime. That's a Frankenstein reference, by the way. Mm-hmm. Destiny! Destiny! No escaping! That's for me! Destiny! Destiny! No escaping! That's for me! Destiny! Destiny! No escaping! Oh. In, a, in a nutshell, like, it's... It's fiber arts. Like, if you're, like, if people are like, what do you sell? Like, it's fiber arts and other goods for home, body, and soul. Mm-hmm. It's kind of our little tagline yes um but it it is hard because like it means so much to us it means so much to me and it's hard to express in like every little blurb about it yeah uh what why we do what we do but hopefully people can see the why behind our the behind the products yeah and just by the fact that we don't always say what our why is yeah that's just a new agey thing to just get you sucked into more marketing i know well honestly though i think that with our view of of making everything the best we can mm-hmm. and the most beautiful we can it we really are changing the world every every tea towel one tea towel yes. at a time one tea towel at a time that's the plan stand street by street one bag at a time one bag at a time one bag at a time Get another truck, keep driving them into the bay. One bag at a time. One truck at a time. One bag at a time. One truck at a time. And not in like something that... Like, nice alliteration, by the way. <laughs> it's not that we're, you know, keeping the world from imploding kind mm-hmm. of thing. But we are... If we can bring a little joy into your humdrum lives. If we bring a little joy into your humdrum lives. It makes us feel as though our hard work ain't been in vain for nothing. Bless you all. But it's, it's happy birthday to us. Oh, we, yeah. We age. The, the sun has gone around the universe or something like that. Uh, what do people say when, when you've gotten older? Like the stars have aligned and the celestial orbits have orbited or something like <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> they say something. No, what is it? I want to know. I want to be smart. C- congrats- I can know things. In- Congratulations on making it around the uh, sun one more time or something like that. Yeah, that's what I said the first time and you laughed at me. It's not what you said. You said the sun revolving around the universe. (laughs) The sun doesn't revolve around the universe. Well, Well, I'm the universe and it revolves around me. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it works. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we, we travel around the sun. Yeah. Again, is that what it is? Yes. So, and then also... Uh, we officially turn three years old. Yes. That was partly the push for 2020, though, because uh, it's a nice clean number. Yes. And I can't do math. So exactly. So people are like, how long have you been open? I'm like, three years. Yeah. Because it's 23. Yeah. So then I know. Uh, so that was that was fortuitous for us. Indeed. Uh, that, that happened. But so ha- happy birthday to us, and hopefully we many, many happy returns. Stay quacky. Stay quacky. Also... We wouldn't mind if you liked, subscribed, share, and send copious amounts of coinage. And we thank you. Gravel, gravel, gravel. Bye bye, boys!
fun storm in the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Bye-bye.